Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm sitting here listening to the music, just enjoying it. I feel like I'm sitting on the front porch waiting for people to show up. <laughs> Got some iced tea, but it's coffee, actually. And uh, just sitting here patting my foot, listening to the music. <laughs> hey, it's great to be with you today. This is Bishop Gary Oliver. You're with us here on The Secret Place. This is my beautiful, lovely wife and co-host and friend and partner and the love of my life. Would you welcome the people, Dr. Noemi? Yes. Hello. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. And those that are online watching, we just ask you that you drop a comment. Let us know where you're joining and listening from. We'd love to reach out and acknowledge you. We're so thankful for every yes. week we just continue to receive news of new people joining. Absolutely. We're, we're thankful for the word being spread. Amen. So tell your friends about us. Uh, and tell them to come out and subscribe. While you're watching today, jump down there and just hit that subscribe button. And uh, let's, let's get these numbers elevated so that it will just draw more attention to more people and we'll get more people in the kingdom. You can help us in that way to serve uh, the kingdom and to bless others. It's just, if you subscribe, it will and make comment and share, tag people, do whatever you need to do, but get somebody to watch with you. I was thinking about this old song this morning. Woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on Jesus. I woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on Jesus. I woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I heard somebody say the devil don't like it cause my mind is stayed on Jesus. No, the devil doesn't like it cause my mind is stayed on Jesus. The devil doesn't like it cause my mind is stayed on Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Sing it one more. Woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on Jesus. Yes, I woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on Jesus. I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah. Glory. And I feel like going back to old school yes. church. Uh, we used to have. A lot of those old kind of songs like that that we would sing, you know, 
and boy, people get happy and praise God. We don't see that stuff happening no, we anymore. Don't. We don't see the church getting real happy like they used to get happy. Um, but I believe that God's going to return that to the church, and I believe that that's going to come back to us in some powerful and profound ways. The reason I wanted to sing that song about waking up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus is because that's where my mind has been. My mind has stayed on Jesus. And, uh, you know, there's a, I, I preached Sunday a message about spiritual warfare. And I don't know that everybody caught some of the things I was saying, some of the things, you know, we brush over them so fast. And you walk away as a pastor and you think, man, did I say the right thing? Did I say it enough times? Did I say it in the right way? Did I say it in a manner that the people could hear it and really understand uh, what I'm talking about? But, you know, Paul wrote about warfare. He wrote about spiritual warfare. And he talked about, uh, I don't know that he used the term spiritual warfare, but he talked about waging war, that we are in a war, that we are waging war, but the weapons of our warfare, he talks about them. And uh, I want to just read that text for you because it's uh, 2 Corinthians 10 and it's verse 3. And I'm, I'm reading from, uh, let's see what I want to read from. Uh, I'll just read this from the ESV, the English Standard Version, which is a great version to read. He says, for though we walk in the flesh, and how many of you know that we are in the flesh, we walk in the flesh, we live in the flesh, we get our feelings hurt, we get um, we get upset sometimes, we don't like things that happens, the things that come our way, uh, sometimes we don't want to get out of bed, sometimes we do want to get out of bed, sometimes we want to read the word, sometimes we don't want to read the word. Why is all of that going on? It's because we walk in the flesh. We live in the flesh. But he said, we are not waging war according to the flesh. Now there's one translation that says that though we are human, we don't fight as humans do. And let me just put this out here because I think this is really a very profound revelation to understand this, that if you're fighting people you're not in spiritual warfare. That's that's not what Paul is talking about. And yeah, I understand that spirits attach themselves to people and a spirit will come to you through people. It's not just going to show up out of the air. You know, the devil's not just going to walk in here and, and just act like, hey, guys, I want to just tempt y'all today and let me, let me talk to you. No, he brings somebody, you know, it's like, uh, and, and whatever you're tempted with, that's what he always presents. He doesn't tempt you with stuff that you're not tempted by. And, uh, you know, if some guy came by here and said, you know, hey, I've got a whole bunch of cocaine that I want to sell you. Uh, and in fact, I'm going to just give it to you for half price. It wouldn't interest me in the least because I'm not tempted by cocaine. Doesn't doesn't bother me. I would I'd be like, dude, you need to go now because I'm about to call the police on you. And uh, the reality is, is that I'm not tempted by certain things, but there are other things that I may be tempted by. And what he will do is he never uses what you're not tempted by 
to tempt you or to show up. So he, but notice if the cocaine shows up, it was brought through somebody. The cocaine just don't show up in the room. It shows up because somebody had it, somebody brought it. So when I tell you that though we walk in the flesh and we are human, we don't wage war as humans do. In other words, I don't want to be mad at the guy or the gal that showed up with the cocaine because they're not, they're not really the person. They're only an instrument that is being used. So what I really want to be mad at, what I really want to un, want to help you understand today is that I go after the spirit of the thing that pushed them to even think they could come in here and bring me something like that. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like uh, the devil don't just show up and some little cloud of bad air comes through and somebody in and, and a bad attitude just floats into the room. No, usually bad attitudes float into the room through somebody. Right. They come through people. They come. So whatever you are tempted by, like if you're not tempted by, um, if you don't like broccoli, I can't tempt you with broccoli. It doesn't matter how much I bring it to you. You're not going to want broccoli. But if you really like Brussels sprouts, and I know that Brussels sprouts are going to make you trip and fall. See this, I'm talking to you as if I'm the, the enemy. I'm coming after you now. If I really want to make you fall, then I'm not going to bring the, the broccoli to you because I know you're not going to take that. I'm going to bring you what I know you're going to go after. And you may say, well, I've made up my mind. I'm never touching those Brussels sprouts again. So you know what he does is he hides them and he cuts them up and he puts them in a salad. <laughs> and the next thing you know, you're eating and all of a sudden you take a bite of something and you find yourself right back in the same place you were a few days ago. Now I'm using food and I'm making it kind of crazy and kind of funny like, but it's the same thing. It's the same thing. You say you're going to leave town because you don't like the relationship that you've started with somebody, this man or this woman. So I'm going to leave town and you leave town you move 30 minutes away, you get another job in another office, and in a few days, there will be somebody in that office that starts knocking on your door, and when you do take it, and you realize, oh my God, I accepted again, here's the same issue. Why am I going around this same mountain? Mm -hmm. Why do I constantly get tripped by this certain thing? So Paul said, you you got to understand, you could leave town because you're trying to get away from a person, but it's not the person that you're trying to get away from. It's the broken place in us that keeps us attached or attracted to that very spirit that's going to show up again and we're going to be attacked again. Amen. Am I right about Amen. that, love? Yeah. We'll see it in, in whether it's personalities we see it people at work, and yep. you, and you, it's the same fight over and over. Oh, this person did this, or this person did that, and so they many do leave their jobs, many yep. leave their relationships, and then end up in the same routine again. And it's many times is because it's something that is that is coming to the surface 
That's why it's so important to understand the thoughts yep. and the war that we're having because internally there's something that is coming into the surface that we need to address. Right. Otherwise, we won't be tempted on it again right. and again and again. And, you know, it really is an opportunity to why why is that such, an, such a challenge for right. me? And when you dig in and, and go deeper to find out, is it something that in the past that I've allowed? Um, because have it, I made an agreement I made an agreement that that's why this continues to yeah. repeat. And that's why it is a war. And it's a war yeah. that we need to be conscious of that many times it's not even the person, the physical person, but it's you're, you're going after yeah that the the spirit that has attached to the person yeah and it's because more than likely there's been some sort of trauma that has happened in your life at some point that makes you attracted to that kind of person mm -hmm. and you don't even realize it and you think it's the person and you think well, he's a bad guy well guess what the next guy that shows up he's not going to act just like that guy he's going to probably be different he's probably going to have on you know, that guy wore cowboy boots and jeans and a cowboy hat all the time. The next guy that shows up, he got on two-tone shoes and a suit and a top hat. But when you get them to the house and you start talking to them or you get into the relationship, you realize it's the same guy. This is the same person. Why am I back in this spot again? And it's not the person. So you can't be mad at the person. That's why... You know, we destroy relationships that we should have never destroyed sometimes because it's not always about the other person or the other thing. It's we wage war in the, we're walking in the flesh and we're waging war in the flesh, but we don't wage war as humans do. There is something different. And so Paul begins to talk about this thing and he says that we don't wage war according to the flesh. And, and I just want to say this one more time, because if, if somebody, uh, let's say that irritates you a lot, just irritates you on your job and you're like, I just can't take this. I got to get away from this. I can't be around this. You know what? You get away from them and you go to another job and within two days, there'll be somebody else that grates on you just like them. And you think, my God, is there somebody like this in every place I go? I wonder if we could actually just stop and say, what if it's not that person? If this has affected me like this, nobody can make me feel a certain way. Nobody can make me think a certain thing. This is something on the inside of me. So I wonder if I changed me, would I be affected? And what if it is that God brought the adjutant along because he's trying to agitate something out of you mm. that he's trying to correct and trying to change and shift. Because if he can shift that in you, you'll never deal with this again. What if that's the possibility? So Paul said, he said, we don't wage war like humans do for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. Now, I want to just talk about strongholds for one minute, and I want to move through this scripture uh, quickly. And, and I want you to address some of this, darling, because I want you to talk about this, doctor, knowing me about strongholds, because sometimes we think of strongholds as a place to run into to be safe, okay? it's But you got to understand as well that strongholds, are smaller places 
that we run into that we feel safe, but it ends up keeping us small. Right. So I can't ever get past something because every time I encounter this certain situation, I run to that little stronghold. It's a safe place. It's my safety. Mm-hmm. And it's my safe place. But what if God wants to be your stronghold? Right. Because I heard the psalmist say that the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into him and they're made safe. Mm-hmm. So what if I quit making my own strongholds and started running to the name of the Lord? Amen. Because these strongholds that the enemy puts in our life, watch this, they keep us small. They keep us thinking small. They keep us in a small place so we can never grow. Right. And it's the, the, the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I step into, if I step one more, in, you know, outside of that ledge, you know, what's going to happen? Well, I don't right. know. I've never been here before. Never been out there. So then I got to go back to what I do know. And we do. We revert back to memories, uh, places, things that at one point that we could have experienced mm-hmm. that was fearful. And if it didn't happen, even more so. Right. If you failed at it, even more so. Right. You go into, oh, well, I remember the last time that I tried doing something like yeah. that that was a little riskier or something that was in the unknown. And so it didn't work out. Right. So I don't want to repeat that again. I don't do that. And, and so, so we repeat the so other we thing. go back to the old stuff that I, we knew that that was yeah. already keeping us, yeah. uh, you know, relatively small. And we, we're not saying small. We're thinking of not expanding our horizon or right. thinking or um, that's why many people are afraid to go on their own and open up their own business. Because, right. well, the paycheck is consistent. This It'll is keep safe. you working for somebody else for, all the time. Right. And, and me stepping out into getting my own business mm-hmm. says... Uh, there's some risk involved. There's yeah. some stake, you know. It's that's why many people hesitate to step sure. out into that unknown. But the beauty is, is that you can have. That's why you want to embrace when there are mistakes, because in mistakes, when you learn, mm-hmm. move you forward. Yes. So it's important to know that we mistakes teach us so many things. They're the better teacher, aren't they? They are, and and not doing, then mm-hmm. we then we turn into the other side of. Right. The expectator. The expectator is just watching and looking for those, criticizing those that have stepped over the edge. Right. And so we, but the ones that do expand their thinking, once they start doing that, mm-hmm. then it becomes, now the mind doesn't fight you no more. Right. Now it's the not mind, so bad out here. It's not any, yes. And now the mind is open to seeing other opportunities yeah. and then other opportunities. I didn't know all this was out here. Correct. Correct. And you're not going back to the safety. And safety is, it says, I don't have to be afraid because I already know this worked out. I'm going to stay within this realm. Stepping out into something of the unknown, it's where it's fearful. And, but that's really what stretches us. Yeah. I was in a, that's what uh, causes life. It does. I was in a conference and one of the uh, ladies that was a, a woman pilot, and she said, you know, we were just amazed. She was one of the first woman pilots that was out there. And she was a speaker speaking to all the ladies motivating about um, not being fearful, but stepping into being stronger and, and not limiting yourself into one field right. of work, but looking into other possibilities. And she said, you know, I look back at you know, we, we land our planes on those warships uh, that are on the water. Mm-hmm. 
and she said we have six seconds wow time frame to take off and to land and within those six seconds you have no room to make a mistake wow 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 because either you make a mistake for yourself or you take the whole fleet with you because wow. of all the other planes she said but once we got past the fear yeah once we got past the fear then we got comfortable to says you know what i achieved this <laughs> that. and they were just like like and robots then just and then like some, robotic. correct like, and I then can the, do this over and over and over correct and so then she went into writing books and then she went into being a motivational speaker and it, it expanded her thinking not That's just a, to being a woman pilot yeah but now going into other it fields. expanded all of her horizon stretched her you know and what's really interesting about that and i noticed this on this last uh super bowl and uh it i don't want to talk about the ball game but it was a great ball game but uh the flyover that the air force did was all Female women pilots, pilots for the first, first time ever. ever i thought that was just beautiful. fabulous and yeah. really beautiful and so all of these planes that came over, they were piloted by women that do this military kind of work. And, you know, who would have thought that that would have ever happened 50 years you ago? Or, women weren't even going to war. You know, 100 years ago, <laughs> yeah. nobody would have ever thought that a woman would be flying a plane, okay. you know. Mm -hmm. But they do it every day. And yeah. my God, look what has opened up. And here's the thing. What we're talking about right here is pushing our limits until we are willing to go someplace we've never gone before, do something we've never done before. You know, I'm in the middle of doing things right now that I've never done before. You're in the middle of doing things right now that you've never done before. Right. You know, all of the media stuff that we're doing, all of the, every, there's just so many things that we're doing right now we have never done before. I've never seen church like this before, but it doesn't make me want to give up and run and go crawl in a hole and hide. The easiest thing to do in life is quit. So before we run out of time, I just want to tell you what Paul said that these strongholds are. Let me tell you what the strongholds are. Listen, because I want you to hear what the strongholds are. He said, this is what we're destroying. We are destroying arguments man i love that it it's uh the new american standard says we're destroying speculations right and i love the way the king james says it the king james says we're destroying vain imaginations yeah imaginate vain imaginations vain uh i took my son to um a restaurant one time that serves these big puffed up <laughs> pieces of bread and when they play it on, lay it on your plate, you think, my God, I can't eat that piece of bread. That's huge, you know? And that's what my son said. He said, I can't eat that, Dad. Look at that piece of bread. I said, tear it open. He tore it open. It was nothing but a shell. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. empty. And I said, that is the greatest picture of vanity, according to the scripture. Mm. Vain imaginations. Imagination. Bigger than what it, it, it looks bigger than what it really is. It's got itself puffed up, looks like something that it's not. Yes. And that's what imaginations do to us. So you get off and you worry about things or arguments. You argue with yourself. You know, if I go out there, this is going to happen. If I do this, that's going to happen. If this happens, then, then oh my God, I don't know. I don't know if I can take it. I don't know if I can take a no. I don't know if I can take. 
You know, some people will never close a sale because they don't want to. They don't want to be told no. Right. So they won't even attempt to go out there. Uh, it was really interesting. I was reading some uh, some statistics. I think they were a little bit outdated, but I was reading some statistics that were fairly current. But even in real estate sales, uh, they were talking about that it's uh, this this the listing getting a listing with somebody doesn't happen until at least the fifth. 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th appointments. <laughs> That's where 80% of people list is between the 5th and the 12th moment of somebody mm-hmm. talking to them. Just think about that. Most people, most agents, they were saying, call, and at two, 2% of them quit after two no's. Yeah. It's like, 80, uh, it, it's like they just quit, yeah. you know, and it's, um, it, 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 I don't want to tell all the statistics. I'll get it all messed up and I don't remember it because I was just brushing over some stuff about statistics. But anyway, I just wanted to say that this is trying to take us to the place where we would go back and we'll go back and we'll go back and we'll go back. Cause what did Jesus say? He said, ask and keep on asking. So mm-hmm. let me, let me hurry and close these out. It's destroying arguments. Every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, opinions raised against God, just opinions, not facts, not, not, not the truth, but an opinion against God. Well, they told me I've got cancer. The doctor told me there's no way it's in stage four. I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to do, you know what? God is still the healer. The one that healed you with the headache, the one that healed your little son when he broke his arm, the one that healed your grandmother when she broke her ankle that time, the one that healed your father when he had a heart attack and God raised him up. That's the same God that can heal you right now with whatever you're dealing with. So don't let lofty opinions try to present themselves bigger than what you know God to be. That's what that means against the knowledge of God. And then take every thought captive to obey Christ. What does that mean? Every thought. Are y'all catching this? Because listen to this. We're destroying arguments in the mind. We're destroying lofty opinions raised up against the knowledge it's in the mind. We are taking every thought captive that's in the mind. Where is the battle? Right here. It's not out here. It's here. It's how I view things. My God, we need Dr. Sharona to come on and talk with us sometime about how we view things. But I'm just telling you, I've got just a few seconds left. I just want you to know the biggest battle you've got is right between your ears. That's where the battle is. It's not her. It's not me. It's not this guy. It's not the other guy. It's not that lady. It's not this person that works with you. It's not the person that's in your office. It's right here. So get before God. Here's our weapons. They're mighty through God. What are those weapons? They're prayer, praise, worship, all that, reading the word. I'm trusting that your mind is going to expand as you break every stronghold in Jesus' name. Bless you. Take me to that sea.